0: Welcome to the Gospel Rain Podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Dr. Matt Brown and Dr. Micah Carter. We hope you will find gospel centered answers to your questions about theology and the Christian life. And now we welcome you to the Gospel Rain Conversation. Thanks for joining us on the Gospel Rain Podcast. We're glad you're back with us, and we are continuing in a conversation. On the Doctrine of Salvation, in, as written in the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. And uh, let me just say again, if you're looking to sort of pick up at the beginning of this article, go back a couple of episodes. You can find it there on iTunes or wherever. Go back to their website, gospelrain.com, and you can find previous episodes on uh, Baptist Faith and Message. So you can jump into the, the Doctrine of Salvation and then get to this one and follow through. We're going to finish... The the article, it's actually article number four on salvation, and it has two, uh, it has four like uh, sub-paragraphs, sub-parts of the article, and we're going to cover the last two, which is um, the issue of sanctification. And glorification; those two things uh, go hand in hand, and we're going to talk about those today. So uh, I'm uh, I'm sitting across the table from Micah. We're getting a chance to uh, to sort of sit down and and talk through some of these things. This is a lot of fun for us because mm-hmm. this is good theology, and uh, so we have a lot of, a a lot of fun doing this together. And so we hope that you can share in the conversation with us. So Micah, let me go ahead and get the conversation started just by simply reading this. Okay, we've uh, we've read all the article up to these last two little points of sanctification and glorification. Let me read the one on sanctification, okay. and then we'll, I'll ask you to sort of uh, to take apart some of this and explain it to us. Sanctification is the experience beginning in regeneration by which the believer is set apart to God's purposes and is enabled to progress toward moral and spiritual maturity through the presence and power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in him. Growth in grace should continue throughout the regenerate person's life. Hmm. All right, that's it. It's uh, just a quick paragraph. It's not long. Uh, so let's let's uh, let's think through this. So as we talk about the. The the process of salvation, how we put all this together. We started with regeneration, Mm -hmm. and this is the new birth. And then justification, which is the legal God legally acquitting us of the charges against us because of our sin. And then sanctification, we could say, is sort of the present tense kind of idea of salvation. Regeneration, justification happening at some point in the past. And then now sanctification happening over a period of time. would you say that's that's accurate?
1: Yeah yeah I would it, it, and I think it's well said that they started this um, by saying it's the experience I'm gonna I'm gonna smash it all together the experience of the progress toward maturity in okay. Christ. I think that I think that's that's the biblical when we think about sanctification, which, by the way, Paul says in First Thessalonians 4 is God's will for us, mm-hmm. that we be sanctified, that we have a process of maturity into holiness. But, uh, but it, it has a beginning, and they're right about this, the beginning in regeneration. We talked about the, the ongoing consequences, the results of what justification and regeneration do. If there's new life there, then there should be growth, because living things grow. Living things change. Mm-hmm. And that is a process and a progress toward certain things. And so, you know, the language about being set apart um, is, is exactly right. That's kind of the biblical take of sanctification, being set apart for God, for his purposes, those kinds of things, uh, you know, unto spiritual maturity. There is, inter- there is an interesting change in the 2000 from the 63 and the 25. Both of those use the term spiritual perfection. And I think I think Moeller comments on this in the chapter in the book is that it means the same thing. They're not they're not subscribing to say like a doctrine of the Church of the Nazarene that you can achieve sinless perfection. Right, right. That's not what they meant. They meant maturity. Uh, and so to clarify that, and, to, and again uh, back to the issue of being precise, to say perfection indicates something different than right. what we're trying to say in terms of maturity. That's right. So. Um, would you would you agree with so in theology I usually teach sanctification in three senses positional progressive, and perfected and in positional mm-hmm. sanctification, I would actually say that is justification mm-hmm. that we are when we are saved declared righteous, we are holy in God's sight because of the righteousness of Christ, nevertheless our experience in this life as you said the the process, uh, the present tense process and experience, that is the Bible's main emphasis on sanctification, that we are growing and being more conformed into the image of Christ. And then perfected sanctification is glorification. There will be a day okay. yeah. in glory when there is no more sin and we are no longer you know, under the burden of condemnation, guilt, and those kinds of things. and And just the experience of sin in a fallen world, when we will be finally perfected in glorification. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. So you're talking sort of a
0: past, present, future tense, all three sort of wrapped up in one. That's right. One sense of salvation. That's
1: right. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: I like that. Um, okay. Let me ask you this. All right. So if nobody can see me, but if if you could see me um and 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 I'm looking at a uh, a chart and I could draw for you a chart like a growth chart okay we let's talk about the the physical growth of a of, of a person from infancy to young adulthood on that growth chart every line on that growth chart is gonna go upward mm-hmm. all right there's gonna be an upward movement of the growth and height of that person to adulthood okay is it it will the the christian's sanctification growth chart look the same will it always be going up where will, will there is it is it fair for us as christians to believe that that we can take downward turns in our christian walk where we um are not growing or or are digressing mm-hmm. maybe in our faith so i guess what i'm saying is if, if i were to draw a chart of a Christian's growth, mm-hmm. can it go up and down, or yeah. does it go straight up? Yeah. In fact,
1: I use I use the example of the stock market. When you when you look at the stock market, it's a jagged line going up and down, up and down. But the entire the entirety of it is going up. And so, it, if you just took a sliver of time, it could be in a sharp yeah, decline. Yeah. But if you look at the totality of it, it is way up from where it started. And I think that's going to be the experience for most of us. If you took a, any particular day out of our lives, we may be um, you know, more dedicated to Christ and may be more faithful, we may be more in tune with spiritual disciplines in one day than we are in another season of life. And if you yeah, just yeah. judged yourself or judged somebody else based on that one sliver, you don't have the full range of sanctification in the process. Plus, you know, I'm, and I, the way I look at Romans 7, this war with the Spirit and the flesh, you know, is, is a very real thing. I mean, it, it is the things we hate we find ourselves doing, the things we want to do we don't do, and that's that's part of our experience in a fallen world. You know, this is
0: a probably for another another podcast, another another topic, but, but the Romans 7 issue, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, debate and disagree on whether or not uh, Romans 7 is, uh, and you can go back and read it. We, we're not, I don't have time to read all the Romans 7 for you, but um, whether or not Romans 7 is a pre-conversion Paul right. uh, testimony or a post-conversion testimony of Paul, right. uh, where some people believe, be, no, 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 wait a minute. If you're saved, you should not have problems like that. You, you're not going to have problems with an upward growth and a, and a fighting on the inside with sin like that. And some would say, no, 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 after you get saved, you still have fighting on the right. inside with sin, and, and we have that that, right. that progression toward the Lord Jesus that is not very consistent sometimes. Yeah, uh, and so you're you're saying you believe that that it's a post conversion testimony of Paul.
1: Yeah, and that many of the calls to to holy living and righteousness in First Peter and in Paul's gospel in, indicate that there is you know apathy and lethargic seasons in people's life, disobedience. I mean, Jesus' messages to the churches in Revelation, you know, they got sideways and he was pulling, pulling them back in, you know, warning them and, you know, a whole lot of other things. And I think, that, I think that's why the last sentence in this statement says, growth in grace should continue throughout the regenerate person's life. I would have preferred will continue through the regenerate person's life. But they're on to something because um, you, you have to see the totality of it. And when you look at something, for example, like Hebrews chapter 11 and the profiles of these people who are in the hall of faith, man, you look at certain perspectives of their lives in the Old Testament, and they're a hot mess, sinful, um, disobedient, so many different things, but they are praised for a life in totality of faith and finishing well.
0: Yeah, Hebrews 11 does a lot for us, yeah. <laughs> at least in yeah. uh, in... in in redeeming value of a of a person's life, uh, right. like I mean, you know, you talk about that. You look back at David's life and how you know he was a man after God's own heart. Right. That phrase, a man after God's own heart, was used after yeah he committed adultery and all yeah. that. God said those things about him after all that. Yeah. So it does help us. It does help us to say, okay, all right, I I'm still gonna deal with sin. I, that's it. I
1: mean, I, I, and we're commanded. We're commanded to be filled with the Spirit. We're commanded to keep in step with the Spirit. And you know, I think Paul is is making those commands to us under uh, yeah, the inspiration of the yeah. Spirit because we are to we are to see tangible fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Right. I mean, well, yeah, we have to. Have right. To.
0: That's the that's the where Paul says we we put off the right. things of the flesh. We put on the right. Spirit. You know. Right. And those are. Those are commands given to us, so we have an active role yeah. in sanctification. This is not just... Okay, so let's talk about that, all right, before I get off into it. Let, let's talk about it. Sanctification is, and, and and this sort of helps us with this, um, it, through the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in him. So mm-hmm. sanctification sanctification there is the responsibility of the holy spirit mm-hmm. and then there's the human responsibility so talk talk just a few minutes about those two because those two things have to be involved in sanctification right in order for sanctification to fit the biblical parameters, right? right, right. So, talk about the the difference, and I guess how those two things work together: the Holy Spirit and the human response. Well, the Holy
1: Spirit is the one who sanctifies us. That I mean, that that is clear in Scripture. And yet, at the same time, we are to be holy as our Father in heaven is holy, to be perfect as our Father in heaven is perfect. Jesus said, and those are those are monumental, you know, th- things. And you know, there, there has to be, you know, if if repentance and faith are the commitment of one's entire personality to Jesus, as we talked about last time, I would argue that salvation begins with repentance and faith, but the life of the Christian is demonstrated by a life of repentance and faith. You don't stop repenting or stop believing throughout the Christian life. So if the whole personality of a person, the whole person is committed to Jesus, then this is a relationship in which I as a person who have flaws, who is tempted, who disobeys, who, you know, there has to be this adding to our faith knowledge, adding to knowledge character, adding to character endurance, uh, that is a real-time work of the Spirit in real people's lives. This is not a you know, a a computer program that's just going to run and go. That's right. You know, we're we're living as real people, redeemed, saved, yet still we're not under the we're not under the as as one theologian said we're not under the power of sin anymore. That's been broken, but we are in the midst of the presence of sin, whereby we are to, to obey God. And that's right. Sometimes we don't.
0: That's right. So the 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 New Testament uses the term the term walk. Mm-hmm. I think which really talks about our sanctification because he said like Paul says just as you received Christ Jesus so walk in him yeah yeah so you, you receive him by faith and he's talking about this continues to be a walk of faith there's yeah. it's not just a one and done That's you know right. I mean you know what I mean by that? I don't mean that in a in a in a in a way that is not biblical I just simply mean we're we're saved but we have to we walk that out. That's a we have the human responsibility then right. to walk that out. Isn't that what Paul means? Where he says, "Work out your own salvation with fear, fear and trembling. trembling." That's it. He doesn't mean figure out your salvation. That's what mm-hmm. he's talk, sort of talking about. How God works it into you mm-hmm. by faith. Now you work it out of you. This is a yeah. it's an ongoing kind of thing. So sanctification is this this. It's a continual walk. Right. And I think that's where, again, as we were talking about earlier, I think that's where some people are just maybe confused in their Christian walk. That I can get saved and
1: done. Yeah. Right. I pray a
0: prayer and it's done.
1: That's right. And, you know, the Puritans who, you know, were pastoring churches and writing back in the 1500s, 1600s, they they would tie sanctification uh, to assurance and how so many people struggle with assurance of salvation, the Puritans would point to the progress of, of sanctification as evidences and help and support for a heart that Mm -hmm. is condemned. Because if you can look over your life, I mean, I've been saved, you know, 1993, what is it? Almost 26 years. Mm. Is my math right? 27 years? that's right. Mm -hmm. Um, 27 years ago, you know, I trusted Christ. I woke up this morning trusting Christ. And, man, I I don't feel like I'm where I need to be necessarily, but, man, I haven't given up. I'm still committed to him. I'm still repentant and trusting. And I think that that has to be evident in a regenerate person's life, as the statement says, in a continual basis. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't fall away. You know, we we keep— That's right we keep going we keep walking i that's love right. i love how you brought that in well we that's what the writer of,
0: writer of Hebrews goes on over and over and over again the writer of Hebrews says let us go on let yeah. us yeah. not give up let it's just constant encouragement through the book of Hebrews let's yeah. not give this up Let's keep going on this. So, so it does sort of I don't I, I just wanted to make sure that, that we understand and that people listen and understand that the work of sanctification is a work of the spirit. And right. there is at the same time human responsibility to grow, to right. you know, to, to grow in our relationship with him. Um all right, so let's so that's sanctification, all right, through mm-hmm. the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Uh, growth and grace should continue throughout the gener- regenerate person's life. Okay, so you clarified just a second ago. I don't want you to, just a, another minute or two. I don't want you to talk about this, and then we'll move on to glorification. Growth and grace, growth and grace should, and you said I will argue will mm-hmm. continue throughout the regenerate person's life. Um, give us the distinction real quickly in those two words. I think, uh, like you said, I, I sort of, I agree with you. I think it's fair that they put should, but does that, is that in any way cancel out the need for the word will?
1: <laughs>
0: Would one be better than the other? You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, my point is they chose that word they did. for a particular reason. They did.
1: And over it's, the other word. It's, it's softer. Um, you know, I, when you when you when you That's think about point. the free grace lordship discussion and controversy, uh the Southern Baptists were not unaffected by that. But I do think the twenty let me let me let me appeal to the twenty five statement because they're just listen to how different it is. Okay. Okay. Sanctification is the process by which the regenerate gradually attain to moral and spiritual perfection by which they mean maturity right. through the presence and power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in their hearts. It continues throughout the earthly life, and is accomplished by the use of all the ordinary means of grace, particularly the Word of God. Hmm. See how different that reads. Yeah, yeah. That there is, um, it continues. It continues. That there is a, an expectation and the kind of the the kind of um, hope that. You know, you can look at somebody's life and know their fruit. You can know them by their fruit. And as Jesus said, the one who endures to the end shall be saved. There has to be a measurable uh, experience of grace. Now, are there situations in which people lose heart? Are there a sense in which people, you know, sin and can't ever seem to crawl out of that pit of of guilt and self-condemnation and shame and those kind of things, and they just— you know, screech to a halt, really, in their service to Christ and in their their affections and those kinds of things. Um, probably so. You know, the Puritan uh, Richard Sibbs wrote a book called The Bruised Reed, and it's based on a text out of Isaiah, where it says that God will not break a bruised reed or snuff out smoldering flax. And he's making the case that you know some of us are so bruised by sin and and struggling almost to the point where there's just this fine little ribbon of smoke coming up that, that an ember must be there for smoke to be present that it is it is the hope and the expectation that christ will not he won't break you he'll restore you he won't snuff you out he will flare you up into fire and that's that's the expectation that you want to see in people's lives and and so and again, if you if you look at just a sliver of somebody's life and you can't see much, don't assume that that is going to be the totality of how they finish. But I think you and I've been mm. at so many funerals, That's haven't good. we? Yeah. When you look at somebody's life and you're like, "Man, I'm I'm not convinced <laughs> that yeah. you know." No matter how much you're trying to convince me, yeah, that you want to you want to say. Give me something, yeah. show me something rather than just you made a profession of faith you know twenty five thirty forty years ago, but it meant nothing to the rest of your life that that is um that is why I think they said should um as an expectation that sanctification does continue throughout a regenerate person's life if they're truly regenerate um but we hold we hold all these things in tension, yeah I guess
0: is this, this so. is the I think the word should. Is the appeal to the human responsibility? Yes, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. So that, where the twenty-five says it does mm-hmm. continue, I, I think that is true. Yeah, I think that is true. But the should, is, I, I think, I, I think keeps a burden there on human responsibility that's right to say to those who read this you have a responsibility here that's right to continue in growth
1: you said it very well it's the work of the spirit without question but spirit's not going to do not going to make you do all this stuff this this is a walking this is a journey with jesus a walking with him and you do have accountability and responsibility to grow you know, I wish the Holy Spirit would. I wish the Holy Spirit would open up my Bible, take the content, put it in my mind and my heart without me having to get up, yep. read, think, study, yep. pray. But that's the discipline of it. That's what a disciple that is. Yeah, is. It, right. it is a discipline of learning and yeah. following. And
0: how many times the Bible uses that word discipline. Discipline. Uh, well, Old Testament and New Testament. Right. Proverbs talk about discipline, right. and Paul talks a lot about discipline. Yep. That's a good word.
1: Yep. And you know, for people that are struggling and they're they're seeing a lot more apathy, or you know, fall to temptation, or whatever the case may be, you I think you're right that the statement is say, listen, if you're truly born again, if you're truly regenerate, sanctification should continue. Let this be a wake up call to you. That's right. And I love Doctor Tom Schreiner and his book Run the Race. It's a uh, it's about assurance and. Uh, sanctification, And when they're dealing with the warning passages in Hebrews about this kind of thing, he and Ardell Cannaday make this uh, illustration that the promises of Scripture on one side and the warnings or threats are on the other, and that the believer bounces between these two things. Such that when I am in despair, I need to cling to the promises. I, I need mm. to remember the promises. But when I am disobedient or when I am fall, have tempted to fall away, I need to remember the warnings too mm. that if you leave this, you're toast that's good. And those two barriers keep the true believer regenerate. On the pathway to glory, but it's between promise and warning. Mm, I like that. And so, yeah, I, I found that very helpful in my own life yeah, to remember. That's good. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. All right,
0: all right. For time's sake, let's go to the next uh, okay. subset, which is uh, glorification. It's only one sentence, and it's a short sentence. It says, "Glorification is the culmination of salvation, and is the final blessed and abiding state of the redeemed."
1: Thanks be you to go. God.
0: Amen. Yep. That's it. So, yep. so we end with that. All right. So, glorification is what then, in your own words, what is glorification?
1: When we, when we are, so when we die, or when we, when Jesus comes back for us, whichever happens first for us, that we are done with sin, done with the body of sin. Now, there, as you know, in eschatology, which will be a piece of this later. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a final judgment. There is a final resurrection. All of this is going to happen. There will be a new heavens and a new earth. And when that time comes and sin is no more, no more death, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more tears, all that stuff, that the process of sanctification that we've been being molded and shaped into the image of Jesus will be finalized. Mm. And you and I will be a sin sinless, you and I, redeemed, uh, glorified, and as as one theologian said, man fully alive, mm. you know, with um, energized by the Spirit. And I think that's what Paul's meaning in First Corinthians 15 when it says we, we are no longer a natural body, but we're a spiritual body, a soma pneumaticon, that we are energized by the Spirit and we are fully living to glorify God and to be who we were created to be. Um, without sin. And that's only accomplished through the finished work of Jesus. But until, as 1 Corinthians 15 says, until the final enemy is put under the feet of Christ and the kingdom is handed over to the Father, we wrestle with this. But when final days come, Mm. we're free. Absolutely, Totally free.
0: Absolutely. I think that's part of what Paul's talking about. At the end of the first passage, uh, the big passage in Ephesians 1, where he says, "In him you also, when you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you also believed, were sealed in him with the promised Holy Spirit." Mm-hmm. He is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession. Yes, to the praise of His glory. And I, the idea is that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us now. Right, uh, like we talked about empowering our sanctification. But all of that until the final full redemption of our body, when we will finally be glorified. So,
1: and think about think about that. Whereas Genesis six, for example, that every inclination of people's hearts are wicked always. Jeremiah seventeen, the heart is deceitful and wicked; who can know it? Imagine, imagine that every inclination of your heart and mind is toward holiness, <laughs> and righteousness. That's an incredible and Truth and That's peace. Incredible. Yeah. And not just you, but all of the redeemed. Yeah, um, that that is an experience that eye has not seen nor ear has yeah, heard. Right. What God has prepared for those who love Him. That's right. And and but it is a What is what is the word culmination? Yep, it is the it's the final blessed state of the redeemed. I like that. Yeah, I, I do like too. That.
0: I love that. So a great statement, although one sentence. Uh, but but it is a good future looking. Uh, part of our salvation, so we can say about yes. all of these things: uh, past tense, I was saved, I was regenerated, I was justified. Mm-hmm. Present tense, I am being saved th- through the work of the Holy Spirit in sanctification. Mm-hmm. And pr- fu- future tense, I will be finally fully saved uh, the day that um, the day that I am brought home to live with Him forever. So, Amen. so, so, salvation is for us. Although we didn't get into, you know, too much of the order of salvation things, there is a there is a gradual order of, I mean, a past, present, and a future tense of all of these things. So we wait for that day. Um, so anyway, uh, good article on salvation. The next one that we will cover uh, together will be... Um, the uh, God's Purpose of Grace, mm-hmm. which is a really interesting article that we will get to. And it's a, it's a lengthy one, mm-hmm. uh, sort of. It's two paragraphs, and we'll get into that one next time, uh, God's Purposes of Grace. We'll talk about election and some of those things that it mentions uh, finally. So that'll be the next uh, episode. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So let's, uh, let's close the podcast. Um, um, let, let's, let's do uh, a segment that we have uh, done a lot, which is one more thing. Okay, and so just uh, tell us one more thing about yourself. Something that uh, you can tell the audience that maybe may or may not know about you it can be good, serious, <laughs> funny. Doesn't make any difference. Uh, you start, and I'll. Well,
1: go. okay. One more thing. It's it's kind of about me, but it's more about my youngest son, John. Okay. So John is in in the middle school band. He we love we John 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 <laughs> John John plays percussion. Well, he was asked to try out for an honors band, uh, Delta State University, which he got. Awesome, dude. And so he had like a two- or three-day thing over there. We went and heard a final concert. Before he left, I said, John-John, don't you get over there and get stuck with the triangle. (laughs) (laughs) He gets over there. First text we get, no way. they gave me the triangle. The triangle. And and we just made fun of him, all this other thing. So... (laughs) I, I assume that heart. as as these uh, percussion you know teams do, they switch from instrument to instrument. Yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. think he was stuck with triangle only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Meredith was worried that he was only on the triangle. So we get to the concert, and he's playing other stuff, and then this song comes where he's got the triangle, man. And I just have this SNL skit about the cowbell, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, about yeah. the triangle. And I would argue that that song featured the triangle. <laughs>
0: Of course it, it did. It was
1: awesome. That is and dope. I he totally redeemed he the triangle. That's awesome. And and uh, he did a great job. I'm proud of him. But uh it was just kind of funny how I said, "Man, don't go ahead and get that triangle." And then first thing he, <laughs> he got the with. triangle. <laughs> but he did a great job, man. Man, I'm proud of him. You know, I hope he continues in band and, and percussion. So Good for yeah, him, man. Yeah. He, he did good. You know, most most people that get into band want percussion. That's
0: where yeah. they want to be. Mm-hmm. A lot it's of people It's hard, man and Robert really don't get it. Yeah. It
1: really is hard. Yeah, my yep.
0: son started out he wanted percussion. He tried out in what 6th grade mm-hmm. um and and didn't get it and thought he should get it but didn't get it. And now it worked out for him great cuz yeah. you know he's playing trumpet now but um but anyway, it's a it's a coveted position. Yeah. Uh, among a lot of people is percussion. So yeah, good yeah. for John, man. Yeah, man. So that's me. What about you? Rock that triangle. <laughs> uh, I got one more thing. Um, my For, sec- for uh, Christmas uh, 2019, my secretary gave me and the rest of the staff a, uh, a present. It came in a little box, and it was uh, a membership to Ancestry.com. And cool. so I opened up a little box and read the directions. You got a spit in a tube, and you seal it up, and you send it off. And about six weeks later, they tell you your ancestry results are back. And so I just got mine back uh, cool. about well, was last week. I haven't had a lot of time to spend with it, and but I've been looking on the Internet at a lot of these folks that are – it's like family trees that go on for, like, forever. Yeah. And, dude, it has been It has been phenomenal. To read of all these people that I'm that I'm like related, to. I I haven't found anybody I'm famous related to or anybody like that, but <laughs> but but I have been able to go back so far uh, to my fifth great grandfathers and and mothers, which by the time you get back that far, there's a bunch of them, yeah, because you've got different families and all this kind of stuff that are bring. And so I've I've gone back to look at my my dad's side of the family, my mom's side of the family. And uh, I've actually had a couple people reach out or one person reach out to me, a family member from Washington, uh, Seattle, Washington, who uh, saw the, saw me on Ancestry.com all of a sudden and so sent me a message over email and it's like a third cousin. And, um, and so we've had a conversation and then I reached out to another family member of mine that um, carries my grandmother's maiden name and i thought so highly of my grandmother i gave my oldest daughter her her middle name is my grandmother's maiden name holston cool and so i thought that was cool but but yeah. i've been able to now go back and look and see where the holstons are that family line and so unfortunately when you get deep into it mm-hmm. you have to pay for a a membership that gets you deeper into right. all these things so it's right, it, right. it's expensive it's like 20 bucks a month and wow. uh i don't want to pay that much i really i'm so i'm struggling with that because i'm i've clicked on some things that it won't let me go to it won't let me see <laughs> because you got to pay for it pay yeah yeah so but i have been able to go back to like people that were born in the mid 1700s that were in my family and so that's been really what really to say about
1: more. ethnicity
0: well, there's a lot of it uh, that I'm, I'm working through, and I think I've got to get the membership to get more, mm-hmm. uh, but mostly my ethnicity, 77% comes from Northwest Europe, hmm. and um, and about 22% of that uh, comes from Scotland and Ireland. Really? Yeah. I don't wow. sound a bit Scottish. All right. All right. No Irish, red hair, no. no red hair, freckles. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'm a little puzzled by that. But mm-hmm. the further I go, I think I get into that. If I paid for that, I can find out more. But I'd love to I do might that, man. Do it. That's I a might great do it. idea. It's a cool. Now a lot of people are really afraid of it. Yeah, they don't want to do it because they think, oh, the government's going to get a hold of all my information and. And see so, i wouldn't even have thought of that me either uh my music minister is a conspiracy therapist. theorist and he he really says man i can't do it so he got the same gift for christmas and he can't do it he, he still got it but he said i can't do it i can't do it they're gonna find me the government's gonna oh, find." oh my me. word like, dude just do it but, so it's been a lot of fun i've been able to talk to my dad about a lot of this stuff so anyway that's really, really cool My dad's really got a kick out of it and um so it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm that's I'm, really I'm cool. looking to go a lot deeper in it, but anyway. So that's yeah. that's my one more thing. All right, let me close the podcast, and uh, we'll uh, invite you to come back and join us for the next episode, which will be a little bit further talking about um, the Baptist faith and message, particularly Article Number Five, God's purposes of grace or God's purpose of grace. We'll look at that in detail next time. But thank you for joining us uh, this time on the Gospel Reign Podcast. We'll see you again soon. Thank you for joining us for the Gospel Rain podcast. We hope you've been encouraged today and we pray the gospel will reign in your life this week. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter or check out our website at gospelreign.com.